Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, and I am joined by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney this morning. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Danny and everyone out there in Radioland. Yes, it's a hot one, and it's going to be it that way for uh, for a few days. Uh, let, let let me do this, Teresa, uh, um, and please forgive my uh, throat. I, I don't know why I'm waiting for a hot day to have laryngitis or whatever, oh, so no. we'll get through it. Well, whatever. Uh, well, I'll try uh, to talk a lot, Teddy. You do you that. You tap I dance for me. I don't talk very, talk very much. So. <laughs> well, let's do that. Um, Let's first of all invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you uh, have any kind of a lawn or garden question, by all means, and if you're a regular listener, you know how busy we are. So don't wait. Call in or text in your uh, question for uh, Teresa, 651-989-9226. That's for either the phone call if you want to chat with her or uh, just send her a text, 651-989-9226. Let's see. Right off the bat... Well, they're coming in like crazy as usual. Uh, here's one, Teresa. I have a large, old, beautiful weeping willow tree that I'd like to plant a shade garden underneath. The roots are raised due to our high water table. Anything I need to be careful of when planting a garden under it? That's an excellent question because you can plant uh, wonderful shade gardens under a lot of our trees, and then you don't have to worry about mowing or dead grass or anything like that. So what I would consider doing is um, planting your perennials or your annuals, dig the hole, and throw a little bit of compost in there, and then plant your plant uh, in that hole. And remember, those newly transplanted plants will have to need a little bit of extra watering. Um, if you're planting under a pine or something like that, I would maybe consider even putting a soaker hose in because they're going to need watering probably for years because the pine roots and it's like an umbrella it stops the water from getting there but you've got a water table so that's good but give them a little extra organic um, that will really help get them off to a good start and thank you for planting under your feet yeah just do Teresa, it given this uh, yep. this hot weather is, is there any advice like what when's the best time to water whether we're talking about lawns or uh, gardens 
you know, this hot weather is really hard on us and it's really hard on our plants. So the best time to water your plants is first thing in the morning. And the reason that is, is because it, it gets the plant hydrated for the day, even if it's a regular day. But it also means that any water you splash on the leaves will have time to evaporate quickly because we usually get some kind of breeze about 10 or 11 as land heats up and we get a little bit of breeze out there. So that that dries off all the leaves so you don't run into fungal diseases now if you have to if you have to water at night you can do that but i wouldn't make a habit of it uh so run your sprinklers early in the morning water earlier in the morning and that way too the water that you're watering actually gets into the ground rather than evaporates in the heat of the sun there is a possibility that if we have a really hot, 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 windy day and maybe your plants are looking really black, bad, uh, really droopy, you can give them like a sprinkle, like a shower. They will evaporate the water very quickly and just cools them down and gives them a little relief, sort of like running through the sprinkler for the kids. Um, but, but you don't want to make a habit of that. But sometimes that helps our plants in really stressful situations. This is only a short heat wave, so we don't have to worry about that. But especially any of those new plants you planted, make sure you keep those, those little guys well hydrated. If you're moving plants out, you're hardening them off, you're moving your indoor plants out, remember to keep them in the shade for a little while and watch them carefully so they don't get heat stress or sunburned. Very good. All right. Let's go to the phones, Teresa. Ken is calling in from Blaine this morning. Ken, uh, Teresa is listening. Hi, Ken. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a, a trumpet vine that I've had for several years on a, on a fence, and then over the past two or three years, I've gotten two more trumpet vines on adjacent on the same fence, mm-hmm. and now I have uh, some uh, trumpet vines sprouting up uh, on the front of my garden, oh, and yes. uh, I know that they're very invasive. And, they're very uh, aggressive, yes. Mm-hmm. So are you trying so to get rid I, of them? Well, what I'd like to do is dig the, the the smaller plants that are coming up and share them with friends or whatever so that... Oh, wonderful. Uh, okay. But so what you, how do mm-hmm. I do that? Okay, so the best way to do that is figure out... You have the you have the baby plant, you have the mother plant. So between them, there's probably a root. So you want to slice down and cut that root, sever that root. Leave the plant in the ground for maybe a week or so so you can see that, yes, it's still growing. It had a lot of its own roots. It's okay. And then you can dig it up. If you want to dig it up immediately and share it with a friend because that's just how it's going to work out, you can do that. But make sure then after you've severed it from the mother plant that you do dig up and get some root system on that little that little transplant and then just share it with a friend. Okay. Very good. By the way, it's now 80 degrees at 8 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Thought I better drop that in. Thank you, Ken. You're just a little ray of sunshine there. (laughs) Yes. Don't kill the messenger. All right. Let's see. Uh, James is calling in from Plymouth this morning. James, you're on CCO with Teresa. Morning, James. Hey, good morning, everybody. I just have a very simple one. I have about a six to seven foot tall hedge of Little Miss Kim Asian Lilac. Everybody, I just have a very simple one. I have about a six to seven foot tall hedge of Little Miss Kim Asian lilacs mm-hmm. that are right now blooming. When's a good time to, to groom that bush up? 
That's an excellent question, Ken. So with our spring blooming plants like our lilacs, and Miss Kim blooms a little later so you can stretch your lilac season out a little bit, you want to prune those within two weeks after they bloom. That way, whatever's left over will then be able to set the flowers. If you wait for a month, you're going to be cutting off a lot of the flowers. If that's not a problem for you, then you can prune that anytime. But usually one to two weeks after you get the flowers uh fading or whatever, then you can go ahead and prune and and uh, shake it up. Great. Thank you guys very much. You great- yeah, you too. Thank, thanks for the call. That leaves uh, that line open at 651-989-9226. Same number for your text questions. Here's one. My clematis needs to be moved to a different spot because the plants in front of it are getting too tall. There are, hmm, some kind of lilies. Looks like Orient lilies or something like that. In the place I'd like to move the clematis to, can either of these plants be moved now? You wouldn't want to move them. Uh, you know, right now it's hard because it's so hot. But if it was cooler, that would be okay. If they're blooming, you normally don't want to be digging up and moving the plants there. It's a stressful situation for them. They're putting a lot of energy into the blooms. So if you can wait till they're done blooming or move them before they're blooming, that would be good. So when you dig up your orient pets, you may want to dig a little deeper and a little farther out because a lot of those lilies work their way deeper into the soil, just how they grow in the, in the, the little crowns, the little uh, growing points they work their way deeper so dig them up uh, get the garden ready and then put your clematis in and have fun okay so it's called an orient pet lily huh orient pet mm-hmm. yep all right very good hang on Teresa. we'll need to take a quick break here inviting our listeners to join in on our smart garden show at 651-989-9226 it's 817 and 80 degrees here on news talk 830 this is wcco stay with us And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to our Smart Garden Show. Then along along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering those questions for you by phone and by text. Here's the number for either, 651-989-9226. And as usual, Teresa, we have a bunch of both callers and texters. That is so. surprising, Denny. <laughs> I it's am a, amazed. You're amazed, yes. She's speaking <laughs> facetiously this morning. Yes, All right. Course. Let's do this. Let's uh, uh, grab as many callers as we can, and we'll do some text messages along the way as well. Uh, Ken is calling in from Eden Prairie, I believe, this morning. Ken, thank you. What is your question? Morning, Ken. I have, I have uh, lilacs that are out of control. They're getting way too big and haven't been properly maintained. I would like to cut them way back to start over. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd like you to tell me I can do that. You and, can do uh, that. How to go about it. So you have options. You can cut them all down, uh, you know, two to three, six inches from the ground. You won't see any blooms for about two to three years, but they will send up suckers from the base, and then uh, those suckers will be blooming in two to three years for you. You can also go in there and cut down one-third of the uh, the largest branches, take the one-third of those guys out this year. Next year, do the same thing, and the following year, do, do the same thing. You'll still have blooms. You'll still have some, some bush there to give you some privacy or uh, take up space in the garden there. Uh, that's called renewal pruning. So you have those two options, Ken. Have fun. Very good. Thank you, Ken. But don't do it during heat. It's just too hard on you. Oh, yes. 
yeah, just just be careful out there. Okay. That's good good advice. Uh, last year, this is a text now. Many of my potted tomatoes were red on the outside but green on the inside. Why and can I prevent this from happening this year? Sometimes it's just because of the growing season that we have. It's it's nothing you're doing wrong. The weather may be too cool for them to ripen fully. We've had that a few years where the weather just hasn't been uh, hot enough for them to get ripe, and so they've just sat on on the bush on the bush for a long time or the plant for a long time. This really nothing you did wrong. It's just the weather that happened. Or perhaps the variety you were growing was just a little strange. So, But if it's a variety you've grown before, then you blame it on the weather. Okay. Back to the phones we go. Diane's calling in from St. Paul this morning. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I have two questions. First, I have new bib lettuce that I planted this year, and it's at a size I could harvest. I'm worried if I don't take it right away, it's going to get bitter because of the intense heat. So that's for yep. question one. Yep. Is yep. that right? Yeah, go ahead and take as much as you can. Uh, obviously, if you can't eat it and it'll go bad, you don't want to do that. In that case, if you can give it some shade, that will really help it. So whether it's putting a shade cloth over it or something, that would really help. Uh, give it just a little bit of break from some of the heat and sun. Great. That'll help me a lot. Also, second question. My grass has gotten to about five inches long. I'm looking and it needs to be cut. Two mm-hmm. two choices. If I cut now and raise the blade higher, is that better for it? Or should I try and wait out the heat wave, even though it's going to get really high, until probably Tuesday or Wednesday of next week? Yeah. You're, you have either choice to work. What you do is rather than bring it all the way down to three inches in one cut, you'd want to bring it down, say, to four inches and then to three inches after a few days. You don't want to take so much off of the leaf at one time. You want to just take a little bit and then bring it back down again and then let it grow up to four inches and cut it back down to three. So technically, if it's five inches, it's only an inch or two over the height. So if you can get out there and just take a little bit off, it'll look a little neater and then uh, just wait until maybe another week and then cut cut it back a little further if you'd like. Okay. This Thanks listener says, my, my daylilies for the past few years droop from the middle and lie flat to the ground. Any thoughts? Bunnies. Oh, really? Bunnies like to lay on plants because plants are cool and soft. Bunnies. Okay. Bunnies. <laughs> that, that would be my best guess. Oh, or people are trampling on them, but I would guess bunnies. All right. I have the same issue on a lot of my plants. Interesting. Yeah. All right, let's <laughs> let's do this. Let's go back before we have a look at that hot forecast. Let's go back to the phones. Kathy, I believe, calling in from Owatonna, Minnesota this morning. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning. My question is on Queen of the Prairie. I have several plants. They bloomed two years ago. Last year, no blooms. This year, they are breaking off at about, not breaking off, just bending over at about 18 inches, many of them. What could hmm. be wrong with them? Has the sunlight changed? Are they in a lot more shade? No. They're, they are where they've huh. always been, and they are spreading. <laughs> that is very strange because they're a native plant, and they usually are just fine. Um, I guess I would think maybe a little more water. Have you been fertilizing them? Uh, no, not not this year at all. 
Okay, maybe just top dress with a little compost. And other than that, I really don't know why they would do that unless something is breaking them off uh, or bending them over. But that's a weird height for something to bend over. It's like they're really weak for some yeah, reason. And that's why I thought they were maybe stretching for the sun or not getting enough energy to bloom. Yeah, no, they're not. But I wonder now, when you mentioned the bunnies, if it could be deer that are coming in to try to munch them. It, and they could be brushing it over, that's true. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's all that one height, it almost leads me to think of a physical thing is doing it, whether it's a strong wind or kids playing with the toys or deer walking over and their their bellies are pushing them down to the ground, something like that maybe. That would okay. be like, sorry, Kathy. <laughs> oh, it's very good. All right, thanks, Kathy. Appreciate that. Um you know what? We need to take a break. We're going to have a look okay. at that forecast, whether you like it or not. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll do that. Yeah. Thanks, Teresa. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney helping us out. We have another half hour of the show to go. Uh, we'll uh, pick up on some more phone calls and text messages with this number, 651-989-9226. It's a Saturday in CCO land, hot weather, and we'll talk about it in a moment here on News Talk A3OWCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. And joining us this morning, helping you out, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. And uh, well, even though it's rather warm mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful day otherwise, it is. it's a great weekend, as usual, to head to the Arboretum, wouldn't you say? It is. You do need a reservation, but the irises are blooming out there. The azaleas are blooming. I don't know how they're going to hold up in the heat. Um, but there's also the large yellow lady slipper is blooming. So there's wonderful blooms out there. Take your camera. Uh, bring your own water bottle. Uh, just enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. It's a, it's a treasure. It's a treasure. Absolutely. Good word for it. All right. Before we get back to the phones, I want to grab a text or so. Uh, and we have many of those. Here's one. Um, I'm going to apply additional mulch in a flower bed. I want to use preen. Do I apply before putting the mulch down or after? There are a lot of maple seeds that have fallen, and I've uh, taken out as many as I can. What do you think? You know what I'd probably do is I'd apply the mulch and then put the preen down uh, rather than putting the preen under because if you put it under, then it only it only goes down further into the ground, whereas if you put it on top of the mulch, it will go through the mulch and then impact any maple seedlings, any maple seeds that are there. So okay. That's how I would do it. Very good. A listener wants to know, can I trim lower branches off my flowering crab now? It's not a good time. Um, you you can. There's. I'm not saying you can't. It's not the best time because it's so hot and it's going to be a little humid. And fire blight um, is a fungal disease that can go through the air and, and it can kill your tree in a week. But what you can do is if you sterilize your pruner and then make your cut and then put a seal over that, that cut. Uh, do a pruning sealer, uh, a cut, uh, a little product that you could put over that that open wound, and then hopefully the fungal spores can't get in there. Very good. Let's uh, go back to the phones, uh, Teresa. Let's see who's next. Uh, Marvell's calling in from Minneapolis. Marvell, what is your question for Teresa? Hey, Marvell. 
have an old Christmas cactus and it's wilting so bad. What's wrong with it? And it could be too much water. So you want to make sure that it's not getting over water because sometimes when we start to see them wilt, we think they need water. That's our automatic response. Um, so you may want to just uh, dig down into the soil. If possible, you may even want to lift it out of the pots and see what the roots are doing. If they're, if it's really wet and the roots are looking kind of waterlogged and dead and dying, pick up as many of those roots as you can and put it into new potting soil and um, take care of it that way. But that that's normally the problem is we've overwatered it. We've given it too much. Okay. Margell. Thank you. Let's see. A listener says, I have a geranium and an impatient that I kept over the winter. I brought them out and trimmed all the dead stuff off, but nothing is happening yet, and it's been about three weeks. Okay, so you want to make sure that you've watered them and that you've given them enough light. Uh, it, and it could just, and if everything looks dead, then maybe they didn't make it. Maybe the roots died. But if you have some green on it, it could just be that they're just taking time to come on a dormancy. That would be my guess. Okay. If you're just joining us, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney helping you out uh, this morning with your lawn and garden questions. Uh, let's see. Who's on the phone? Louise is on the phone calling in from Plymouth. Hi, Louise. What's your question? Hi, Louise. Uh, good morning. We have a beautiful magnolia tree, and we've noticed a clear, sticky film oh, no. on some of the leaves. Yeah. Um, what is it, and what do we do? probably have magnolia oh i just blinked on it um it's an insect uh hard covered insect oh my gosh i just blanked on it i am so sorry um but it's scale it's magnolia scale it's a little uh-huh. sucking insect and what you're seeing uh-huh. is the excretion uh of okay. the extra sugars so um what i would go is go to the extension website and you haven't mentioned that at all extension.unn.edu and check mm-hmm. on the yard and garden line and then see what you can do about magnolia scale we've noticed a vast increase in it in the last few years and okay and so it, you have you can treat it it's pretty intensive treatment i mean it's you got to redo and redo and redo but it's a possibility that if you catch it quickly you can save your plants oh it's pretty yeah. dangerous then. It, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it will it will eventually take it out if you don't take care of it so so yeah go ahead and, and it's magnolia scale s-c-a-l-e okay all right sorry thank about you. that louise mm-hmm Thanks. Bye. All right. Th- thanks, Bye. Louise. Appreciate it. Louise leaves that line open at 651-989-9226. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, folks, I mean, we talk about this during the winter months on this show and saying, well, if you don't want to go outside because it's too cold, get on the web and uh, check out the U.S. And now it's too hot. So, But do the same thing because it's a great, all kidding aside, a great resource. Uh, you know, extension.umn.edu, and you'll see and what we're talking about. one other option I'd like to share with people. Uh, the Hennepin Master Gardeners actually have a virtual information booth starting at, I believe it's 10, 1030, 11, 1030. Um, so you can go to Hennepin Master Gardeners and then get the information for the virtual information booth because we can't be at the farmer's market. So that's another option, too. Master right. gardeners are waiting for your call. It's like Excellent. a Zoom session. Mm-hmm. Good idea. You might mention that before you take yep. your leave today, too. Yep. That's every Saturday. Every Saturday. Good yep. deal. 
Here's a listener that says we have an amber maple planted last year. It's only about two feet tall, but it's very full of leaves. We've just noticed what looks like holes from something eating a few of the leaves. Any ideas what we should do? Oh, you're so lucky you have holes. Uh, no, don't worry about it. Uh, the amber maple is a very vigorous plant. It, it will be fine. It's just something is enjoying the leaves. Now, unless it strips all of the leaves off, then you could have an issue. But when you're seeing holes on any of your trees, uh, tree leaves or your plant leaves, unless the plant looks like it's very stressed and you, you step five or ten feet away and the plant looks horrible, don't worry about it. It's little larval, cat, little caterpillars, little larvae of something. Um, it's going to be there. It's going to pupate. It's going to go on to maybe be a beautiful butterfly or a cool beetle or something else that's needed in our ecosystem. So if you can handle a little bit of leaf damage, just think of it as extra texture for the leaf. And um, you're, you're widening your ecological chain in your garden. Your web is getting fuller and one more, more wonderful. Um, so, so don't worry about it. It's you know, All right. unless it looks terrible and and everything is being stripped off, then you'll have to find the culprit and work on it. Teresa, this listener has a tree trimming question. The small branches reaching straight up to the sun, we used to call them suckers. Should these be trimmed off? Do we know what kind of tree it is? No, it does not say. Okay, so if it's if it's an apple tree, again, just like the previous um, person that had the crab apple, you don't want to be trimming your apples right now uh, or your roses or anything like that. Fire blight is a fungal disease that, that is out there. Uh, so I would wait then till, till after dormancy in the fall or next spring sometime. Um, if it's another kind of tree like a maple, you can trim it off. Uh, but what I would do first is identify the tree and then go to the extension website, extension.umn.edu, click on the garden, yard and garden tab, and then figure out when to prune that tree. Because some trees you don't want to prune at certain times of the year. Okay. Here's an interesting question, uh, Teresa. Uh, this listener says they need a grafting class. They want to graft different colors of bougainvillea together. Where can I find a class? Um, I don't know if you're going to find grafting bougainvilleas together. And in that case, I would probably maybe uh, head out to uh, like the University of Florida or go over down to California, one of their universities, and see if they have an online grafting class for you. But if you just want to learn basics of grafting, there's some good information, I believe, on our website. That's more for apples and things like that. Uh, hard, 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 hard. Barked trees. Um, so I'm not sure about how you soft graft bougainvilleas because they are all soft. Uh, but the Arboretum does run grafting classes also sometimes. And I think uh, University of Wisconsin has some occasionally too. Okay, very good. Uh, this listener says, I've heard that you can cut peony buds before they bloom and wrap the stem in newspaper and mm -hmm. store in the fridge for weeks. And then you mm -hmm. can have blooming peonies in July. Does this really work? It is true. It really works. It's amazing. It's magic. How about that? <laughs> well, this this is not a lawn, lawn or garden question, but I, we have such kind listeners. Denny, it says, I don't think you have laryngitis. I believe you have allergies, and you are correct. That's yeah, I would think it was I allergies. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but that's something yeah. I deal with yeah. uh, 52 weeks a year. So thanks for that. Well, uh there's one that says, only sandy soil. How much water does my grass need? 
Um, I would probably water your grass at least fill an inch. And and with the sandy soil, if you could top dress your your grass with a little, with a very light layer of compost, um, very lightly, because you don't want to smother the grass. And let that grass grow a little taller, like up to four inches and then cut it back down to three. You'll be shading that soil and that will help retain some of the moisture in the soil. But uh, sandy soil, yeah, it's, it's a little more challenging, but... um. You can do it. Okay. This listener wants to know what's the best product to use to spray my apple trees to prevent apple maggots. Uh, so there's there's a general fruit tree spray that you can use. Um, also, you can use the uh, horticulture uh, kale and clay, and that will cover the apples so that they don't the apple maggot fly can't lay her eggs in there. She can't stick her ovipositor through the kale and clay, and uh, it does need to be reapplied frequently. But I would head to your favorite uh, local garden store, uh, your local nursery, and ask them and let them know. Uh, and our apple maggots aren't here yet. The flies aren't here. They usually come about the third or fourth week in June here in the cities. You can also put out sticky traps so you know when they're coming. Uh, it's just a red ball uh, that you would cover with something sticky like tanglefoot. And we'll put out sticky traps so you know when they're coming. Uh, it's just a red ball uh, that you would cover with something sticky like tanglefoot. And what I would suggest is using that red ball and wrapping it with a Ziploc bag and putting the tanglefoot on the outside of the bag. That way you can clean it. You don't have to scrape off dead bugs. Um, it's okay. just a little easier. Uh, but you can use that, and that will tell you when they're when they're here and when you can then use traps for them or use the sprays or whatever you want to use, the barriers. You can also just wrap them in Ziploc bags, the apples you don't want uh, to get apples. Uh, the apple maggot in, and the 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 fly can't go through the Ziploc bag, and that will save it from the apple maggot. Okay, very good. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney helping us out this morning. We're going to take a quick break here, Teresa, and be right back with more of our Smart Garden Show, 651-989-9226. Both the text number and the phone number. Here on 830 WCCO, where the temperature reading is 80. Good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. We are here every Saturday on CCO in the 8 o'clock hour welcoming your lawn and garden questions. This morning, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney is helping you out uh, today. Uh, and as usual, Teresa, a lot of listeners have a lot of questions, so let's uh, let's get back to it with the remaining time. Here's one that says, uh, can hydrangea bushes be trimmed now or wait? Uh, you can go ahead and trim them now if you want. Okay. How about Colorado potato beetles? They're already here, Texter says. My plants are just emerging from the soil, and I already have them. We rotate crops. I have heard Dawn soap and water would possibly help. Any suggestions? Uh, I don't know that Dawn would help with the Colorado because they've got their beetle with the hard shell on the back, so it's hard to get a, a soap to help that. Uh, uh, so what I would do is go to the extension website, extension umn.edu and click on the yarn garden tab and then find find uh, the Colorado potato beetles and what to do on that. Uh, you may have to use another product or cover, you know, hand pick. Um, I've dealt with them. They're not fun. They got on my tomatoes, but that's beside the point. Um, the, yeah, so go ahead and, and go to the website and find the best handling of that. Okay. 
Here's a text that says, I don't have a question, just a little celebration. I thought my clematis died, but when I went out to water, there are several purple, beautiful flowers. It just goes to show, if I can keep a clematis alive, anyone can. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Good deal. Uh, Any thoughts? Uh, Texter wants to know why squirrels are digging in my planters under a large oak tree. Been here 31 years. They have never done this. How can I deter this behavior? Yep. So, so they might have dug, they might have planted some uh, acorns in there last year, but just those containers are fluffy soil. It's a lot easier to dig in the fluffy soil than the harder ground. So that's why squirrels like digging in containers. If you put something fragrant on top of the soil, um, maybe use some cocoa shell mulch if you don't have a dog and can find cocoa shell mulch, or just maybe make a strong smelling tea, mint or clove or something like that. Let it cool down and put that on top of the soil. That might stop them from digging, but, but you've probably just planted your containers so that freshly dug soil is just kind of calling them to see what you planted and to dig up everything. All right, here's, uh, I want to say a common question, but uh, one we get from time to time. Any thoughts on how to keep a neighbor's cat out of my garden? Oh, that's really frustrating. And sometimes it's hard because I personally feel the cat should be in the house. They shouldn't be outside because it's too much dangerous to the cats outside. And they take our bird population, our songbird population, they just decimate it. Um, if you can't talk to your neighbor about it, and, and lots of times that's just something you can't do. I'm a Minnesotan. I understand this no confrontation thing. Totally get that. Uh, what you can do is there are some, uh, sprays that you can put down that are repugnant to cats, repugnant to cats, and you can use those. If they're using an area as a litter box, you want to stop that. Uh, So dig up the soil if you can and replace it. I would wear a mask and gloves and everything else. And then what you can also do is put a bunch of sticks pointing up in the ground so they can't lay on the nice warm ground between. uh, so, So it's like a, like a, I don't know what you want to call it, a whole bunch of little sticks pointing up. So it's just uncomfortable for the cats to lay there. There are also some products that you can lay down. They're like little expanding fences with little pokey parts poking up, and you can lay those on the ground around plants in those, in those areas between your plants where they might be lying down, and, and that just prevents it. It's uncomfortable for them to lay. I've also heard that putting a bunch of pine cones down will have the same effect because they're uncomfortable to sleep on. Uh, so you may want to try some of those things, but I would try some of the, the fragrance barriers, the fragrance um, that might help with the cat. Good luck. Okay. We have a couple of minutes to go, Teresa. Here's a text that says, how do I shape lilac trees that are droopy? Um, you can prune off the parts that are drooping. Uh, go ahead and prune those right now. Uh, just, just prune those back. Uh, lots of times they're just so heavy with leaves and everything else that the branches will kind of droop. But if you don't like that, you prune off the parts you don't like, and then you'll only see the parts you like. Teresa, this is a listener, Teresa, wants to know, is it too late to plant squash or bean or other seeds? Probably too late for squash seeds unless you're doing zucchini squash. Winter squash might be a little too late. You can try it, though. Uh, get the shortest uh, maturation, maturity time that you can. Beans are fine. Go ahead and plant your bean seeds. They're absolutely fine and wonderful. Now, I should really ask you about this because you mentioned it earlier about, uh, you know, we always mention uh, try to head out to the Arboretum. But uh, what is the other idea you mentioned as far as master gardeners go? Oh, 
the Hennepin County Master Gardeners have a virtual information booth. It's online because we can't be at the farmer's market yet. So you would go to hennepinmastergardeners.com. Org, I think, and then just go to the information, uh, click on the uh, um, virtual information booth, and it goes from 11 to 12:30. You can come in, just ask your question and leave, or you can come in and just hang out with master gardeners, hear them talk, con con you know, converse with them, and listen to the other people that are questioning. Now, is this going on, uh, you know, today and yep, ad infinitum, or every, how often? Every Saturday, at least. Through August or September or October, I think I've got a few signed up for. So, oh, okay, and they're Excellent. just waiting there. Master gardeners are just waiting there because we're kind of like we need to talk about gardening. Call us, please. So help out your master gardeners, help them get their fix, and call them and ask gardening questions. And how do we do that again? It's hennepinmastergardeners.org, and then go to the virtual information booth. It will give you like a it's a Zoom call. So it will give you, uh, or a Zoom virtual booth on your computer, sure. and it will give you a link to click on. Good thing to do on a hot Saturday. Teresa, thank you so much as usual. You, always always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care of that sore throat, and happy gardening, everybody. <laughs> Little tea with honey. Thank you. You too. Stay cool. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Get those home improvement questions ready. Our friend Andy Lindis will be helping you out to coming up next hour here. On News Talk A3OWCC, always keep in mind two heat advisory in effect till 9 o'clock tomorrow night. 98, the high today, right now in the Twin Cities. We have a partly cloudy sky, current CCO temperature reading 80. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.